Good morning. This is Jerry Rhodes coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. It's a podcast on the American Enterprise Party. This topic is what does a Marxist think and sound like? I recorded the script, so I'm going to give it to you in two different forms, formats. Uh, the one after this is, was, was uh, fed into a system that turns text into a more radio-sounding voice. But my wife says uh, it's too mechanical. So I'm going to read the script. Marxism. The academic definition would dwell on the promise of empowerment, equality, and prosperity for all, such as free health care, free education, affordable housing, minimum wage, free child care, emission-free environment, accident-free vehicles, guaranteed annual income, as a utopian Camelot. This is the vision of the Asian student the Hispanic immigrant, the Afghan refugee, the Russian spy, the cartel drug runner who are crossing our open borders by the thousands day and night with the promise of the American dream. But a look back at those who profess this as an outcome are impoverished, enslaved by government and eventually ruled unequally by party leaders. If this is a fact, what attracts the have-nots to believing this route will deliver what they're hoping for? Well, usually social engineering is uh, conducting the campaign. Public education starts to feed the propaganda and money starts to control the thought process the freedom of speech, and there is loss of hope, loss of jobs, being bullied into uh, fear of the unknown and change in the presidential policies. I would imagine all of the above are what we're going through right now as a representation of our two-party system of Marxist promises, such as bail reforms, defund the the police, pro-government control, anti-wealth, pro-revolt, take it from the haves, call that reparation, stealing is now reparation, pain is a right to kill, hungry kids is a right to steal, violence is the only alternative, vulgarity glorifies our normalized vocabulary with the F word. Sexual freedom is a right, transgender is a right, abortion is a right, wealthy must pay their share, mail-in, uninhibited voting is a right, open borders is freedom to all, appeasement is peace, transformation is empowerment, enabling equality and prosperity is for the greater good. Then the individual identity disappears for the good of the many to be governed by the few who are intellectually superior due to money ticks and power politics. It takes MBZs to run and get elected, millions, billions, and zillions, 
because that's what's at the end of the political rainbow. 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 I would call this abstracting reality in a soundbite, which I've just done. In reality, truth has become exaggerated. Exaggerated influence, notoriety, celebrity, those with excessive wealth, glib viral TikTok videos, Facebook followers, Spotify listeners, Instagram viewers, YouTube porn. In other words, our freedoms have been taken over by an abstract of someone else's reality. So a Marxist or a communist or a socialist or capitalist are labels, not truth. What about a humanist who stands up for what is right for themselves and is a living example of our American history, ethics, patriotism, apple pie, constitution, freedom of speech, freedom to protect ourselves from all the, the other isms. Who is optimistic about the great American enterprise invented by our founders to be supported, not governed by institutions, but by the people, for the people, and of the people who will fight for these principles? While battling the woke Marxists, the wolf communists, Chinese communists, the red socialists, the blue capitalists who want to destroy or control a new version of our democracy for even their own glorification, not for the good of the individual, enterprising American. Therefore, as a voter, ask yourself, who would you pick? A better red than dead, dead pragmatic Republican or a blue blood bleeding heart phlegmatic Democrat or an enterprising Amer uh, market-driven American enterprise humanitarian that wants every American citizen to be successful and healthy and pursuing their own American utopian dream of humanism with peaceful coexistence. Sounds too, uh, too uh, optimistic. I, as the narrator of this podcast and founder of the C and CEO of the American Enterprise Party, an author of the three-part American Enterprise Party Trilogy, I explore all of these components to a brave new world, <coughs> avoiding the dystopia of Orwell's 1984. The first volume justifies the swing vote in Congress to be the solution to gridlock and partisan politics. Volume two lays out how would this work to drain the swamp of woke alligators and rein in Big Brother and the Brotherhood of Bigger is Better Politics. Build Back Better is Bigger, is not better. And finally, but most importantly, who would make this work for the good of all Americans that work ethically, patriotically, and happily for their own Camelot? It would be you and a family of enterprising American voters, totaling 170 to 200 million, dedicated to freedom and opportunity as the definition of equality and equity in America. Okay, you can compare. Uh, I will 
record this, put it first on the podcast, and then you will get the other version, which I hope hope puts a little pizzazz into. But I've got to start uh, proposing a little more passionately, even though passion is my um, purpose. Um, in terms of the current affairs, uh, we keep hearing the big question mark is, will Trump run again? And I was a Trump supporter. I felt that he had the right purpose. Well, maybe purpose isn't the right word because the, it ended up being a, a kind of a personality purpose to feed his own agenda, which I think has to be bigger and broader than any one person. And uh, so uh, if he does run again, I would, my recommendation is that he have a little humility and make sure that his team that he puts together understands the game plan and executes it because we were not headed in the total right direction under his leadership. He was using the stock market as his report card. It couldn't be a worse way to measure uh, performance and success. It has to be deeper than that. Uh, that's that's the, the, the derivative bubble, is our stock market, our economy, and the Federal Reserve. So knowing that would would help the followers to understand that we have to face reality. We have to start dealing with uh, the the economy and its true value and uh, liability that it's been incurred since the Second World War. That's what I try to do in in uh, the second volume of the. American Enterprise Party trilogy is to report the depth and the breadth of the swamp and propose solutions. It's not an issue when we're cooking the books, it's a problem. And the books have been cooked since the Second World War, where we had the huge uh, billions of dollars spent on a war and creating deficits and debts. <clears throat> and every president since then, regardless of party affiliation, has added to that deficit. Now, another glaring example of how you create a deficit is the imbalance of trade. So now we're buying more than we're selling. And what we're buying is something that we've invented and enabled our competition to steal then improve it and sell it back to us along with shipping and and the distribution and the placement on the shelves. Uh, in my world of enterprise, uh, anything that comes in from a foreign trader should have to pay the freight. It should be FOB destination, not shipping point. And this would curtail a lot of this increase in cost in the in the containers and the containers sitting out on in the ocean. If China or Vietnam or South Korea or India or 
Japan were responsible for the shipping costs and unloading costs and the distribution to get it to the consumer. Because America is, is the world's consumer, largest consumer. And I'm saying over and over now that if we go down, China goes down. We should be utilizing the leverage that we as the consumers have on this supply chain. And if the supply chain will not fulfill that, those costs, then they're too expensive. We bring it back and we do it ourselves. And then we don't incur a, a trillion dollars in shipping costs to lay, layer on the imbalance of trade of a trillion dollars a year. This is not, this is insanity. It's not business as, as usual. This is, this is we, we've, we've shipped our wealth overseas under the guise that, that we can make more money, uh, American companies can make more money by having lower labor costs. All they did was maybe displace some labor costs and added on the cost of the imbalance in trade and the shipping costs and the distribution costs and all those things that, that should be absorbed by the seller, not the buyer. So uh, that's my contribution for today. And let's keep on keeping on with the underlying message. America has to stop cooking the books and ignoring reality. It must close its borders to those that shouldn't be here. We should open the, the doors only for those that qualify to come into our country. And yes, we have to have uh, a fossil fuel. It is a reality that we have to live with until we can produce lower uh, emissions and uh, allow the greenhouse effect to transfer the CO2 back into our grasslands and our forests and our farmlands. That's a rational way to approach. It's not climate change. It's managing our land, our great country's resources. Thank you and have a good day. What does a Marxist think and sound like? Marxism, the academic definition, would dwell on the promise of empowerment, equality and prosperity for all. Such as free health care, free education, affordable housing, minimum wage, free child care, emission-free environment, accident-free vehicles, guaranteed annual income as a utopian Camelot. But a look back at those, who profess this as an outcome, are impoverished, enslaved by government, and ruled unequally, by party leaders. If this is a fact, what attracts the have-nots to believing this route will deliver? Usually, social engineering, public education, propaganda, money, loss of hope, loss of a job, being bullied, fear of the unknown. I would imagine, all of the above. As the representation of our two-party system of Marxist promises, such as, bail reforms, defund the police, pro-government control, anti-wealth, pro-revolt, take it from the haves, pain is a right to kill, hungry kids is the right to steal, violence is the only alternative, vulgarity glorifies our normalized vocabulary, sexual freedom is a right, transgender is a right, abortion is a right, wealthy must pay their share, mail-in uninhibited voting is a right, 
open borders is freedom to all, appeasement is peace, transformation is empowerment, enabling equality and prosperity for the greater good. Then the individual identity disappears, for the good of the many, to be governed by the few, who are the intellectually superior, due to money ticks and power politics. I would call this abstracting reality, in a soundbite. In reality, truth has become exaggerated influence, notoriety, celebrity, excessive wealth, glib viral TikTok videos, Facebook followers, Spotify listeners, Instagram viewers, YouTube porn. In other words, our freedoms have been taken over, by an abstract of someone else's reality. So, a Marxist or a communist or a socialist or capitalist, are labels, not truth. What about a humanist, who stands up for what is right, for themselves and is a living example of our American history, ethics, patriotism, apple pie, constitution, free to speak, free to protect themselves from all the isms. Who is optimistic about the great American enterprise invented by our founders, to be supported, not governed by institutions, but by the people, for the people, of the people, who will fight for these principles. While battling the woke Marxists, wolf communists, red socialists, blue capitalists, who want to destroy democracy. For their own glorification, not for the good of the individual, enterprising American. Therefore, as a voter ask yourself, who would you pick a better red than dead pragmatic Republican or a blue blood bleeding heart phlegmatic Democrat, or an enterprising market-driven American enterprise party humanitarian that wants every American citizen to be successful and healthy in pursuing their own American utopian dream of humanism with peaceful coexistence. As the narrator of this podcast, founder, CEO of the American Enterprise Party and author of the three-part American Enterprise Party trilogy, I explore all of these components to a brave new world avoiding the dystopia of Orwell's 1984. The first volume, justifies the swing vote in Congress to be the solution to gridlock and partisan politics. Volume 2 lays out, how would this work to drain the swamp of woke alligators and reign in Big Brother and the Brotherhood of Bigger is Better Politics. And finally, but most importantly, who would make this work, for the good of all Americans, that work ethically, patriotically and happily for their own Camelot. It would be you and a family of enterprising American voters dedicated to freedom and opportunity as the definition of equality and equity in America. American liberalism, prizes above all things, the free individual, the rational individual, that rational self-creating person, that owns our destiny. Ironically conservatism prizes the same values. Then, why are they pitted as staunch opposites? Is it the higher power, that separates them? The higher power of money versus humanity. The windless battle, that has taken every historical institution down with it. It's the dysfunctional government, that governs by disinformation and control of the media with no accountability for deficits and debt, using money ticks, and a speculative derivative bubble, as just a speed bump to GDP growth, and jobs created, for saving the great American enterprise. When in effect, the books are cooked, and the jobs are only for patrons to the party. As a result, Congress, the presidency, and justice system, seem to be off course. Of course, they are, it's because by nature politics are toxic. With a gridlock two-party system, founded on money ticks, and power politics, we've already lost our democracy. Then, do we need a new third-party tiebreaker, a swing vote party, that establishes the connection between liberal and conservatives, as partners, not enemies? It's the monetary capital that starts, and sustains business enterprises, and human capital that earns the profits, with the production, of quality products, and services, ethically and patriotically, for their individual share, of the great American enterprise. The new pendant of power, is the celebration of success, of our society's values, mores, patriotism, and ethics, as primary to its enduring success. Americana, the land of the free, 
with opportunity to all human beings, equally and equitably who dedicate themselves, to the principles that talent, and effort earns their share, in the great American enterprise. Then the higher power is government of humanity, for humanity, by humanity, fulfilling the principles of humanism. In my recently released books, The American Enterprise Party Trilogy, Volume 1, I affirm, that money is the pendant of power, that is the celebration of success, or the crucifixion of our society's values, as our mores, and ethics become secondary, to its, use. Only a tiebreaker, third party can save American freedoms. Volume 2, covers how that works, and Volume 3, proposes humanism, as the new pendant, of the American patriotic work ethic, the new symbols of the enterprising Americans. Their individual swing vote, is for freedom, and opportunity for all. And finally, capitalism marries socialism, to form humanism, solidifying our democracy and constitutional history, as our secure future. Be it liberal or conservative, Democrat or Republican, we are but one, under God, and the higher power of the swing vote. Are you a socialist or capitalist? Or a right or left-leaning independent? Then ask yourself, do I believe that top-down answers to society's issues are superior to bottom-up problem-solving, created by the free market? This will determine whether it is the good of the community, that takes priority over that of the individual. Then ask will I give up my freedoms to get that? If you say neither meets you needs, maybe you're looking for a more acceptable definition for your choice. In free market enterprise can you have both problems solving for the individual and for the good of the company or country? The common sense answer, is yes. As an individual you are a team member in a capitalistic endeavor called enterprise. The pursuit of profit is, for you as well as the investors of capital. You are free to pick and choose the enterprise for employment or it hires you as an individual. Your share is what you earn, as an individual that results from your choice for a career or job. It's for the good of yourself and your family. In America this marriage is the best of both worlds, with that sharing, otherwise you're asked to pledge allegiance to profit or your family. If you choose money, you're a capitalist and if you choose, for the sake of your family, you're by choice a socialist. If you serve both masters, you're an entrepreneur, in the marketplace called America you're living the American dream. On the other hand, if you choose to sacrifice your freedoms for the greater good of the community, regardless of your freedom to choose, you're a pure socialist expecting your government to make those decisions for you. If you choose to serve and secure your family, you're a capitalist first and a socialist second. In an American enterprise you are both, in pursuing what makes America great for attaining the American dream. This is a marriage of profit sharing with the good of the family, supporting your choice in an American enterprise. My point here is to marry the concept of serving the individual, with the pursuit of profit to serve and secure your family, in a democratic society. Without free enterprise there will be no democracy. So, why would you sacrifice your family's future for the greater good of a controlling pure socialist government? You don't have to, in a tolerant and effective third political party, monetary capital and human capital merge to form the great American enterprise society. In the three volumes of my book The American Enterprise Party I write, why we need a third party swing vote first, second how this can be accomplished and third who will do it? The answer is, enterprising Americans, who work for patriotic and ethical outcomes for their incomes. This will unlock the gridlocked one-party system we have evolved into, taking us down the path of financial destruction. Promising to save the planet, provide free health care for all, free public education, free welfare checks, free college for all, free voting systems, guaranteed annual income for all and open borders to all who want to get a piece of the spoiled American pie, and a one-party government for the greater good of all. This seems a better choice until the wealth of the nation is gone and all are in poverty due to the loss of motivation, healthcare and competitive education in the worldwide marketplace. 
then during the worst pandemic, since 1918, allow a state of fear to dictate, that we must save everyone for the greater good regardless of how it started, how we can protect our individual immunity, who's at fault, and when will it end? What is the risk-driven alternatives to mass shutdowns of our schools? And arbitrary by designating non-essential businesses, that exclude big business, big tech, big unions, big media, big government as essential, that continues to thrive on mass hysteria. All it takes to stop this disastrous knee of fear, on the neck of society, and let Americans breathe their own freedom to choose, and only sacrifice themselves for the good of their families. This means there must be a third alternative, a swing vote at every level of the legislative branches and school boards, gubernatorial and local mayoral races and city council races, to break the uni-party stranglehold of the two-party oligarch we now have. Such as, those European countries that have active third-party involvement in having consensus government. For the United States of America this is clear in the Constitution that ours is, for the good of the people, by the people, of the people, with a pledge of humanism to a God and in a government we trust. Is USA being divided and conquered? If yes, is it a culture war? A racist war? An economic war? A religious war? No. An identity war? A polar war? A political war? A war on debt and deficits? A war on free to choose? Yes. If there is a choice, who would you vote for, two-party gridlock or the American Enterprise Party, as the swing vote and the tiebreaker in Congress? Standing for fiscal accountability, opportunity for all races, creeds, genders, religions, providing leadership of the republic by privatizing healthcare, education with free enterprise, economic plans. Based on taxation for reduction of debt and deficits using policies for recovery of America's fiscal and financial stability. With ongoing stability based on generally accepted accounting principles for budgeting and spending legislation in all levels of government. USA needs to be restored as the home of the free, the leader in the world for peaceful coexistence, the accountable and responsible keeper of the books. The leader for opportunity for all races, creeds, genders and religions. To clean up our cities and small underserved communities using opportunity zones and enterprise investment models. With the goal to balance all budgets, being used to upgrade our infrastructure, from wealth or reinvestment of individuals' net worth, replacing progressive taxation of adjusted gross income. Yes, it is time for the majority to pull the extremes towards the middle for accountable government. What are the threats to America's values? 1. Loss of freedom of speech and right to choose. Will the right to expression disappear with the use of fear for pandemics, immigrants, foreign influences and loss of privacy? Will the right to choose be controlled by an overreaching government? 2. Privacy threatened by violence, vulgarity in our social media and entertainment. Will social media become a government tool for control of values and resistance to controlled behavior? Will the president be a leader for the historical values or the change agent for tearing down our past? 3. China's control of our economy and GDP. Will America be able to take back the supply and manufacturing industries from the Asian autocracy? Will our leaders become more schooled in how to restore our standing in the world for trade and education? 4. Federal and state unrecorded debt and deficit spending without constraint. Will government continue to run our fiscal affairs on borrowing from our competitors for the cash-in and cash-out basis or convert to the reality of generally accepted accounting principles and take back our supply lines? 5. Political gridlock with money dividing our democracy creating a woke culture. Will the majority ever be in sync with the minority when power and money are the risks and rewards? Will politics cease being money ticks for selecting our representatives that dictate our policies and procedures for excellence in performance but avoid responsibility for our poor performance? 6. Distortions of the impact of race, gender, religion, 
impact on the majority when it comes to beliefs and interpretation of our rule of law and constitution. Will our values be relegated to the greater good, as better than our individual freedoms and right to an earned share in the wealth of the nation? 7. Americans' unhealthy lifestyles and quality. Will our personal health mean more than our bank account? Will we internalize the privilege to have quality health care by taking personal responsibility for the cost of our own health, fitness and lifestyle? 8. Declining educational quality in curriculum and management of dwindling resources. Will quality of an education cover the three or SES, but more importantly, stem for competing in the worldwide competition for jobs and standard of living? The American Enterprise Party Trilogy, in the book's three volumes, I write about how the third-party swing vote will drain the swamp and rain in Big Brother government and Big Brotherhood business, that will represent the USA patriotically and ethically in the worldwide marketplace. To do so, we must restore worker patriotism and work ethic that has been destroyed by apathy, and focus on how to improve USA's human capital input, by revamping our valuing of human capital output. Then, capitalists must learn how to share the wealth with enterprising workers, not just have it taxed away to pay for welfare and entitlements. Unfortunately, we the American enterprising workers, are hampered by big government and big business, a one by a monopsony, telling us we are better off with one party running our affairs. This endangers our collective effectiveness because of a lack of competition and quality, as defined by humanism in a laissez-faire free market democracy. The role of unions, regressive politics and radical protests threatening our corporations and institutions, with woke campaigns and riots to dissolve our history and symbols, for the new normal, must be peacefully turned back. Our inner city ghettos must be the focus of infrastructure development as opportunity zones and restoration allowing the neighborhood gangs to be involved in small business enterprise zones to reduce crime and improve relations with our police force. Humanism and peaceful coexistence must be the culture of the future. The socialists as human capital needs to work for the sake of patriotic pride and the quality of life profitably, not just for equality and equity, for the sake of money and job security. This marriage of capitalism and socialism, in an American enterprise economy, currently works together for profit, every day in American businesses, like it or not. It produces a GDP second to none in the world of Marxism and Communism. This allows us to strategically take back our manufacturing and supply lines, to leave our major competitors, China and Russia in their own dust for hacking and stealing our technology, while we expose their infiltrating of our educational institutions. As an effective third party, the objective is to break ties or gridlock between the current uni-party government, due to money ticks as our politics and pulls the radical extremes towards, a middle consensus for problem solving. Then we can replace all the wokeisms, dividing us, with what we all want, humanism with peaceful coexistence. Ask yourself, as a voter who would you pick, a better red than dead pragmatic Republican, or a blue blood bleeding heart phlegmatic Democrat, or an enterprising market driven American enterprise party humanitarian, that wants every American citizen to be successful and healthy in pursuing the American utopian dream with humanism. So, exercise your right to support a swing vote, to capture a few seats in the Senate and House that will divide and conquer a gridlocked Congress that's leading us into inflation, then deflation and stagnation chasing progressive mandates of behavior. Such as masking and vaccines for a pandemic, 
climate change with a Green New Deal, a transformation of our American dream into an exploding $600 trillion derivative bubble, where debt and deficits are beyond belief leaving America's financial and fiscal affairs imploding into bankruptcy. $1,000 billion here and $1,000 billion there eventually that's a lot of trillion dollar deficits and debt, Senator Duxon updated to 2021. Then Congress has the audacity to ask the voters afterwards who we want, red or blue blood says our leadership. That's transparency at Big Brother Biden's worst impression of the Wizard of Oz hiding from the voters behind a speechwriter.